Welcome to another episode of the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Vance, he's front of the Ranger. We got Todd Young on speakerphone. This show is brought to you by Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Oh, did you see that? Wow. I threw you guys for a loop. MCFishingGuides.com. Todd Young, give him a little something of what you do. Yeah, we take guys out and we catch muskies. You pick things up, you put things down. We got myself, we got Vance. Uh, Still got some openings in October. There's, I think we have two days open in September right now for Vance. 28th, 29th, open for Vance. Uh, Fishing's picking up. We got lots of days in October. Not lots, but any days for hunting. No, not till rifle season comes in, and I'll be done fishing by then. Yeah, and we're going to fish in November a little bit this year, too, the first couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully the fishing, you know, we'll see. I think we're on to something. Yeah. I mean, we're always on to something, but... Yeah, we're always excited. on to something. Sometimes it's better than others. Well, you're talking about a, a November bite? Is that what you're on to? No. Fishing's going to pick up here. Them. Oh, okay. I, I was a little confused. It doesn't matter cause... if we know how to catch them while they're biting. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were talking about November and Vance like we're on to something. I'm we're like, on some fall fishing's coming around. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, excited. Nice. Anything else you want to tell them about, Todd? No. MC Fishing Guides. Nice. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Give us a call. You guys like to use St. Croix rods, don't you? Have you heard about them? I've heard about them, and I do use them. Me too. Love we're em. cranking them in today on them. And we cranked a bunch of pike in in Madison on them. Unbelievable pike rods, too. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I own some St. Croix. I don't want to say I use them, but I own some. <laughs> you have a very nice one, extended handle. Yeah. Custom. Do that. Oh, yeah. Custom. The C word. The C word. Classified. In your custom oh. pole barn, you should just hang those things up like they're. Their old noodle rods or something, X them, you know, across. Yeah, I should. You know, or put them through like one of your your uh, I should big box. Donate it. You know, instead of like a, the arrow or something through the rack, just start throwing them rods up there. Pretty dusty right now. Keep in mind, this is temporary. I've been, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to be moving soon. I've been working my tail off, getting everything to where we have a podcast studio and with two young kids and the baits, the rod holders, real job. It's been real tough for me to get out, but it's temporary. I'll fight through it. Vance will know one day. Someday. Priorities, priorities, priorities. I'm going to tell you what, not fishing is cheaper than alimony. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, there's a, fall, there's a fallback. It's a job now. It's the best job. The best job? Yeah. It is. Frustrating sometimes, but... Oh okay. my gosh, it's so much fun. It is the best. Well, that's good to hear from your guide. He thinks it's the best job. I do. Good. All right, and uh, Fatty Z Muskie. You know, the website. Very similar to the name. And the Facebook page and the Twitter. And the Instagram. Instagram, I skipped that one. Thank you, Vance. Instagram. And it keeps us relevant. The uh, the big sponsor. Do you know who it is? It's Zach Baker. The Baker Bates. You said that with authority. Yeah. That's right. He is the brave one. Took the plunge. And we are promoting Baker because he has faith in us. And we use him all the time. And you do. And you catch fish. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. Like every day. I only catch fish on the days that I run them. Which is now that's deep right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. Where would you go to find a baker? I'd probably go to Team Rhino or get a hold of him on the... Through Facebook. Yep. Or you could yeah. go to a bakery, but that's that's a little fake right there. That's it's really yeah. dumb joke, but <laughs> lame. <clears throat> it's all right. You gotta sometimes throw them out there. 
So thank you, Zach, for your support. Check them out. They're beautiful. So, all right. This show is going to kind of be a conglomeration of many things. We have some people want some topics talked about. Vance had some topics he wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to go first? All right, well, we have, we have some news. We're going to get the fall fishing and stuff, but... Is this the news we broke late in the last podcast? Possibly. I'm pregnant. No. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> the uh, Todd, Todd got some news. Bre- break it. Break it down. Break it Todd. again. Go, go into it. With a match. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about that real quick. Is that what you wanted to talk about? Well, just bring it up in case they missed it on the last okay. podcast. Yeah, you missed it. Mitch is no longer with us. He is uh, taking a safe, dirt safe, nap. Taking a, he's been in the water now for maybe two and a half, three weeks. Out on the weed edge. Very very close to where I caught. Probably, I think it's the biggest Mitch fish. 46. Mm-hmm. Very close to the same area. And he's just... Uh, Line snapped on a client, and Mitch went flying. And Don't be surprised if you get start retrieved. It is a getting, sad day. Yeah, getting some musky up there with like some rub marks from yeah, the bottom when they have all rubbing on Mitch. Yeah, they're rubbing. <laughs> down. I got a question for you. Did you throw a waypoint on your GPS? No. Because you could have then taken that waypoint and gone ice fishing. And try to jig Mitch up, exhume his yeah. body. I know. I'd go ice fishing for him. There's a lot of current and stuff out here. Mitch, who knows where Mitch is right now? But it's a starting point. Mm-hmm. I'll take the hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be more like an hour and a half, two hours with yeah. the amount of Interstate 90 I have to hit. But okay, so Mitch is gone. But I know Advance was talking about. We left the last one, the last podcast off with. You guys weren't sure where you were standing, PMTT points, whether you made the invitational okay. or not. And okay. Todd, okay. Yeah, before, hold on, I'm gonna, I want to set the stage. Jeez, oh, Vance is all, he's breaking rubber bands over here, and he doesn't know where to go. Todd was saying at the end of the last podcast, he thinks you guys were tied for 36, and that there's 35 spots in the invitational, mm-hmm. and I was saying you guys got 34. So we're, we're kind of in agreement that we think that you're on the line somewhere. And Todd got a phone call right before the podcast, and we, we agreed that we were going to let the cat out of the bag because Todd only knows where you guys stand. So this is live reaction. Todd, what did our friend okay. Tony Grant say? I, I still don't know. Oh, oh my gosh! God. I am relinquishing the trophy of the biggest dud story. Oh my gosh! We are, no, I don't know. I don't have an exact answer. Oh my gosh! I know. I know. I know someone who is behind us. That is in thirty-seven. Well, I know some, That I means know you're at thirty-six or thirty. It could yeah. be number two. Oh yeah. So if they're 37th, we have to be 36th or tied to 35th. That's I told Vance on his ride home. I did. I was doing a little math crunching, and I was like, "Well, we got to figure out where these people are. These people are, and then we'll know." So someone who is behind us is in 37th. Okay. Do can you say who number 37 is? Yeah, I mean, I, I from what I've heard, it, it is. is uh, Jason Hammernick and Ty Sennett. Okay. But we should be a point ahead of them. Like one point, a single one, point? One, one point, yeah. We're, that, we're that's what this 36. comes down to, one point. If, if we would have went to Eagle River, we would be in like 30th place. We'd have no issue. But that's, oh. that's, the, news, that's the news that I got here a few minutes ago. That they were in 37th. Now, the other thing they do is they send out an invite, and if people don't respond, they get seven days to respond, and some people don't want to go to the invite. And I think I was told by my 
person that called me that said, you know, last year they had like three or four people that didn't respond. So that means then they go to 36, 37, 38. Then they, yeah, then they fill in the, the remainder to get to 35. Days. So you just need one notion. I mean, we're assuming 36, but I'm still sticking with my 34, but that one point. Well, we're 37, you know, if someone behind us is 37, we have a point ahead of them. We have to be at least 36. Just a single point. That's a point. It's a point. A quarter of an inch. <laughs> and like I said, I don't even care. I don't know if it's good news or bad news. We have to track the Minnesota. Oh, God. Dang it. It's still up in the air. I am no longer holding that biggest dud of a reveal. Uh, that's... <laughs> I did that huge build-up thinking there was... I didn't... I, no, I didn't have a big... I didn't... I just said... I can tell you what I found out. <laughs> oh, God. Them, you know... We're ahead of one other team that's in 37. We're 36, and we're, we're a then point we're shot. We're 36. You know, we stay, you know, but that... They don't give out half points, do they? It doesn't help because, you know, we... Have to plan life, you know. <laughs> are we going to be gone those days? Or are we going to be fishing on Chautauqua? Guiding, you yeah. Know. But you do get a chance to fish for a big ranger boat, brand spanking new ranger. And it doesn't matter if you're in first or thirty fifth and a half. Yeah, you can still win it. So, yeah, it's it's fun. I knew I. <laughs> I said the whole way home. He I was did. like, it's going to be very, very close. <laughs> um, We're in the top thirty-five for catching that one fish. How does Tony know? And had we caught some of these other ones that got away, we wouldn't even be talking about it. Or if we would have just went to the other tournament, there's just no way I could go up there and do that. So the suspense. Oh. That, it adds to the fun. Oh, my God. I'm glad we got that on record. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> we're, in thir- we're probably in 36 waiting for someone to default on their invite. I would expect someone would. Things just... Yeah. I would, I, I'm going to put this... Even though I went on record saying I think you're 34... With the information we got, you're probably 36. Now, okay, so if there were no other ties ahead of you, there there could be, couldn't there be like five people tied for 36? Yeah. Well, yeah. And then at that point, let's just say one person doesn't make the top 35. They say, we're, we're not going. Who gets it then? Do they go off? Of- they, they will invite them all because it says if there's a tie for the 35th position, then all those people will be invited. So there is a chance there will be more than 35 people at the invitation. Okay, so let's just say there's a tie for number 26. And one person doesn't make it. They're still doing the top 35. Mm-hmm. So, depending on how many ties there are in the top 35, I don't know. No, but a tie, a tie would take up two people. Like, if there's two people tied for 18... That's considered 18 and 19. You know what I mean? There's going to be 35 teams invited. They are not going to invite, just because there's ties. I mean, there could be a whole bunch of ties, and next thing you know, you have 50 people there. Yeah. It just goes by the numbers of teams. Okay, so really, it's the top 35 teams, but it might, the cutoff might be at like 31. 28. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Okay. Yes, yes it could be. Because, you know, if it's tied, it doesn't slide an extra person in there. Yep. Okay, so there's there's still a coin flip there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Vance wow. is feverishly checking his phone for updates. I am. Well, okay, I found that out. Like, the guy that does this gets off work at, like, 10. But they're in 
Illinois. Yeah, so that'd be 11 Eastern. It's 11, so I was told the, the update will probably not be out till like 2 in the morning. Man, you can keep hitting refresh all you want. It's probably not going to be there till morning. Because they have to, you know, because they're an hour behind. and Yeah, it's going to be... I don't care either way. But it's fun. It's part of the tournament thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, you gotta. You, I mean, you gotta do them all if you want to really try to get to the invitational. It's really hard to skip one. And make you it. Know. Yeah. I don't even know if it's ever happened, but you know, in two thousand one, when Dale and I won that team of the year, we skipped the tournament. <laughs> hmm. We skipped it. We got nothing. Yeah. That's a risk you take when you skip tournaments. But, you know, we ended up winning it that year somehow. Because <laughs> we got fish in all the other four that we did. That helps. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We'll see. We're still in limbo. <laughs> to, to be determined. I guess so. Now... I got a question. I think we hit hit on this. Now this is PMTT, and then we want to get to some other topics. But if would it be to someone a, a team's advantage to, and we I think we hit on this way back when we did PMTT talk earlier. Instead of having let's just say Vance and Todd in one boat, that you guys each take your own boat, and you each fish the tournament. And you each can be able to run two rods and troll. So you're going to have two boats out there hammering on it. And then, let's just say one of you does better than the other. You go fish the tournaments, but you do it separately. Mm -hmm. And one of you makes the invitational and the other one doesn't. And you just say, no, I have a fishing partner now. And the other guy hops in the the person's boat. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you would be able to run twice as many rods. Mm -hmm. And... You got you got a shot. There, that there, there, there are guys that do that on their own. There's guys that have won the tournaments on their own. I mean, if what we're doing, that's not hard to do. I mean, I do three rods when I go out here by myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that would be but, a better way of of increasing your odds. Yeah, but you have to set a partner to beginning. Yeah. Like, oh, that would that would okay. I was yeah. looking for the loophole that would you know if that was yeah. a loophole and and that closed it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. Okay. All right, that so kills that idea. You can have your partner not show up for one. I mean, I've seen that happen before. We're like, you know, Vance and I are partners, and Vance is like, I have to work that weekend. And if I drove to Illinois and did the tournament by myself, I could still troll the two poles without a partner. <laughs> And, you know, you have to come to the next one because you have to pick your partners beforehand. Mm-hmm. Can you switch partners midway? Like one guy says, I quit or I can't do it. Can you then get another guy in the boat? Mm, I don't think they're allowed to, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Okay. Do that or start, start fresh, you know. You may be allowed to add a partner, you know, because sometimes I see such and such his name and partner to be in TBA to be announced because they don't even know who they're doing it with but uh, it's all fun yeah okay let's get off this 50-50 both ways if we go we go if we don't that's fine too I'll make more and more a lot more money if I just stay home and guide not if you win the ranger catch fish here that's true. Not that's a, a ranger, but that's still it's a one in thirty-five chance there. It's better than one but in a hundred. Really on the verge. Yeah. You only live once. Yep. The rush, that rod going off, Vance. Todd's saying you better get that rod because I'm just driving this boat. Just driving the boat. I'm a net man. I will be the net man. I put Todd on some really nice pike. Hey. 
You you can't choose what hits. If you could, you'd be winning a tournament. All right, let's let's get on to some other stuff. We got some fall fishing yep. we want to talk about. Um, talk about a little bit of gear. Yeah. You want to, you want to talk about the gear first? Well, let's hit fall fishing. Let's hit fall fishing. Okay. Yeah. It's right around the corner. I know we're late September now. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the weather. It doesn't seem like late September. No, it was 80 degrees. Sunny, hot, calm. Yeah. Today on the water, it was it was like the middle of summer. It was this whole week is upper seventies, low eighties. I think later in the week it, we, we might get some rain, but even still, it's still not late September. Now I know no. late as of late September's aren't as cool as I remember them being, but then again. The stories that I hear about the winters back in the 60s always seem to be worse than the winters we have now, even when we have winters that are, you know, getting negative 30s yeah. at night. It was always colder back in the 60s um, from some stories I'd hear. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, have you guys noticed water temperature change? Yeah, I mean, yeah. this morning when I put on, it was like a 71 but, you know, midday today, I was at back up to 75, 76, and it's been all, all season. Has the water changed color? No. It's consistent. No. Algae. Consistent algae. Nasty. Mm-hmm. When- and it usually is clearing up by now. I mean, there's been times that we were in fall fishing here this time of year. Like, fall fishing, like wearing... Hunting jackets and uh, couldn't tell you what the water temps were, but it was cooler, much cooler than today. Wearing shorts and t-shirts and yeah, <laughs> putting your you know what's off. Yeah, yeah. It is mid-September and we're pretty far north here. I'd even call it late September. Yeah, yeah. We get late September. Yeah. Yeah, this is when I used, used to do my fall fishing trip to Canada. Uh, not been like that yet this week, but uh, all all it's going to take is one big soaker day with a high in the low sixties to really put a hammer on that water to change the temp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it's going to do. It's going to change the temp so we can get that algae out. Yeah. Now, that algae, does it, what, what, do, I mean, scientifically, what, what happens to it? It dies and sinks? Yeah. I mean, no, it just, it, yeah, it turns, it turns, it turn, I mean, I think, from what I've noticed, it just turns to, you know, dark water, brown water, and the next thing you know, it's just gone. It's clear again. It's still like stinky at the boat launch mm-hmm. and launching in green slime. Yeah, I got on my shoes today. You're trying to pull the boat out, and they were slipping. <laughs> yeah. Put it in four-wheel drive to get it out because it's just green slime. Yeah. Okay, so that that's the life cycle. Is it? It gets cold. It doesn't like it. It decays to mm-hmm. brown, and then it just whatever it sinks, it breaks up. Yeah. Yeah, sinks, breaks up, does whatever. Seagulls eat it. Who knows? It's gone. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes the lake's already clear by now. Mm-hmm. We're not there now. I, I obviously we could just go off of trends and say, well, it's been warm pretty much the whole month of September except for a few days. Are you predicting a warmer, you know, October? Or you think it's just going to come crashing? I have no idea, but I, I I can tell you this that it's definitely behind right now. Would you prefer a crash, or do you want it to, to taper down? I'd like a one one crash to get rid of this stuff. <laughs> yes. And then taper down. Or how about a water water spout to come up and just suck it all out? Yeah. Just suck it all out. <laughs> yeah. As I said, I mean, we did. They, they did get a lot of rain up here. The lake is up a couple inches. The lake is as high as probably it's been. 
summer. Awesome. You won't have to step down into the boats at the no, put-in. It was much easier to get in, much easier to tie up today. I prefer uh, that when the docks are underwater. <laughs> they got the big barrels. <laughs> so, well, I, I like the docks that are more rigid, so when, when you get a lot of rain, you actually have to walk through the water. <laughs> so it makes you feel like you're really boating because oh, yeah. you got to get wet. Oh, yeah. That happens in the spring up there a lot. Two foot rise. What do you do? You know, fall fishing. What's it bring? It always brings up the question of fall fatties. Fall fatties. Fall fatties. Um, and then you know, articles will tell you. I just got my new musky hunter. But go ahead. Bigger presentation. Slower presentation. What kind of baits are the staples of articles? Well, always rubbers, you know, um, but, you know, trolling big baits. Um, giant rubber baits. Giant, giant pounders and medusas and stuff. and Suckers. Yeah, if you can live bait fish. Um, slowing down, slowing down. But, you know, that's what... That's what you Textbook. initially think, right? Textbook, yeah. Slow down, bigger presentations, because they're getting ready to fill up, you know, and put on the weight. Put on the weight for the, you know, the long, biggest fish of the year. The long winter. So, I think, like you did, big rubber baits, trolling, you know, and that can be bigger baits too. Suckers, and one that always comes up is gliders. Gliders. That's that's what. Working the working yeah. those areas slow. I guess that would part of the slow presentation you would know, be the gliders. Slow in a lot of area you can cover in one cast with a glider. You know. Mm-hmm. So, Todd, do you really let, let, let's break this apart? Obviously, where we're at, it's difficult or near impossible to run live bait. Mm-hmm. Um. So, that's 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 our experience with live bait. Is it's. It's very hard rules and just the fact that you're trying to keep it free of weeds and all that crap. We, we don't do it much. So let's skip that. Let's then go into trolling. Do you do anything different in fall, Todd? Let's just say early to mid fall than you would summer. Yeah, I mean, I do start slipping a few more bigger baits out there. Even today, it's not fall yet, but, uh, you know, we had, we had a couple, we had three hits today. Like a perch bait, I don't know if that's considered big. It's a, you know, it's a nine-inch bait. That's not what we're catching a lot of the fish on up here throughout the season, the way I'm fishing. Uh, but, yeah, that, that bait started, you know, it started to get hit. We, we've been catching some on the, on the, on the bigger bakers. You know, things sort of have changed around here. Uh, used to use a lot of the bigger baits throughout the whole season. Just not getting as many hits on those as I used to. Uh, I, I think we talked about that before in saying that, like, if that muskie's ready to feed, I don't think he cares whether it's four-inch bait or ten-inch bait. He's not going to pass up on one of them. The only thing you, you gain by by running the larger baits is, you know, there's a really good chance that those larger baits are just putting off more vibration. You know, there's more things for him to see. Uh, I start, this is the time of year I start slipping a few out. But I'm running a six-rod spread. Mm. <laughs> and I start popping a few out there. Today we got fish on Wiley's, or had hits on the Wiley, the the Baker Shad, the small shad bait, and the perch bait. You know, that's the, you know, if there's a time you're going to put one into your spread, this is when to try it. And Uh, give it an honest shake. and, 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 And this is going to where we fish, you know, this is 
our experiences, my experiences here. I'm not going to go all big all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because no. they still are grabbing those little baits. Do you slow down? I don't slow down very much. Vance, do you, you know? slow down? <laughs> do you change your baits, or is it pretty much what Todd says? I put a I put a bigger bait out, you know. I've been running a bigger bait here and there. You've been known to run a bigger bait? Oh, I've been known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I do that same thing, you know. Some of those big fat fish you catch, and, you know, touching on what Todd said about uh, the larger bait. I mean, they're, some of the big fish that I get, they're filled with perch, you know, or whatever they're feeding on. They're all different sizes, you know. Mm-hmm. They're just, it, there's like 15 in there, something like that. You know, you could feel them when you touch that belly. It's just like, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can almost count the fish by like stretching the skin over there. You could just you digesting could just see them. It, it, you know, it's and it's not like they're like okay, they, these are six big, you know, twelve inch perch, or this is, you know, fifteen small ones. It's a mix. Yep. You know. Yep. Today, back to back, we caught probably. Got a 36. It was probably the skinniest fish I've caught on this lake all year. Head. Shoulders, knees, and toes. Yeah. Head, no body, no knees, no toes. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. And then the next time the rod went off, they got a 37. And that thing was completely filled. You could reach down and feel bluegills in its belly. I mean, they were 100 yards apart. They're out there feeding on the same thing, open water trolling. One of them was, one of the, you know, as fat as a 37 can be, and the one before that was as skinny as a 36 can be. Well, yeah. And the fall's coming. <laughs> I don't know how much I see the big difference. I know Vance feels that way. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I just put it. Yeah, there, there's many years like the biggest Spanish fish that I've caught in this lake has come in June casting. <laughs> and yeah. you've caught some this year like that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I've caught big ones in June, fat, big, giant fish, and, and uh, big, fat, giant fish this time of year. I, I would really stay with, you, you know, you know, as far as giving information goes, stay with what you're doing. I don't think there's a giant switch, but you might want to start slipping one out, or like a larger bait. Because the little ones are still getting bit in the, in the spread. Uh, you know? Now, Todd, I know that this was later in the season. You had this story back, back at home. Was it a moraine or something like that? Just those those muskies were in those shad or whatever. Yeah. And you had the description like, I don't. You know where I'm going before I just drop yeah. the whole story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about a little bit. All right. Good. Okay. So Todd knows what I'm talking about. And uh, <laughs> Todd, you want to explain what I was talking? about? I just love the way you described those fish when you boated them. What was happening? Yeah. I mean, we got onto this. Thing. It actually was in November on Moraine, and uh, we made it. You know, we we went out and fished the lake a little bit, and uh, the bait was ju- the bait was just jammed up in these couple of bays. I mean, black screen. Like you think something's wrong with your depth finder, and we're we're foul hooking those alt wives on our lures as you're trolling through and we start getting muskies in there and they were like jumping out of the water with alt wise flying out of their mouth honest to gosh and pooping them out everywhere like pick one up in the boat and hold it there and they're coming out both ends wow like you could open their mouth and there were live fishies you, flopping around in there like tails they were puking them they would jump and they were puking them out. I mean, they were totally gorged fish. 
that didn't happen until like mid early early to mid November. Uh, that's something I don't see all the time. That's just something that happened that year. <laughs> Believe me, we tried to repeat that process, but the fish didn't feel like they needed to do that. I just I, I remember when you told me that story. That's why I brought it up. Was just the the visual. Yeah of just so much food that they were trying to pack yep. down their gullets that they couldn't retain it on both ends. Yeah. And that... Yep. I just... I, I think that, to me, that's like the fall feeding right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But... And that and it does happen. You know, I don't know that I've ever run into it out here on Chautauqua. Uh, there have been a few times I've run into it, but not very many. But that can't happen. When you find it, don't tell anybody because a whole bunch of people will show up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that's kind of like what you do, trolling. Now, most people will probably know, but we'll, we'll address this. Do you switch to bigger, bigger baits casting? I don't. No, I don't. You probably throw the 8-inch Raptor, don't you? 8-inch Raptor, that's what I throw. Now, do you just break that out specifically for fall? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to just cover everything. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I, I, I said last year, you know, the first the first fish of my season last year came on opening day of the season. And the last fish that I got with clients in November was on the same dang 8-inch soft tail raptor. Eight inches is not big in the spring, and it's not small in the fall. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a double that's, threat size. That's, that's just what they have to eat. Regular little perch, you know. Yeah. I throw the big bait. You know, I caught some on the big, our 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 big jerk baits, and it you know last fall, uh, I wasn't doing any better on them. I can tell you that much. So, you don't think that it's worth blowing out your shoulder at the end of the year <laughs> down the home stretch? Gonna, mine's already blown out. Mine was blown out like twelve years ago. So be more like me and just don't go fishing. Your shoulder would be better. Yeah, I just don't see a big increase in the bite or anything by by doing that. Now, some people probably do, but you're going to catch them on what you're throwing. Yeah, that's There's no doubt that's, about that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. My my big my big transition and I, I really I, I, I like the gliders in the fall, but I also like the water temperature a little bit different than I like that fifty five degrees, fifty degrees, pull the glider out. I'll paint the picture. Dude. Fall leaves gently falling down around me. Maybe a nice warm sixty five degree day they foul up your glider no that's the beauty with the glider is that when you're in tune (laughs) and you're synced up you work that glider to steer around the leaves really that's what i do wow but i'm not making vance you know where i'm fishing i'm not making a super long cast but i will steer them around leaves i will even i will do it on two different levels in the three-dimensional world of water and the two-dimensional on top of the water mm. i will dart the line around the surface leaves <laughs> and dart the bait around and I, I gotta see this you do i mean you would have seen it but you were all bummed out last year i was i was fine they weren't listen to the podcast <laughs> you weren't fine you're in a bad place um was good. but that that's I really like doing that, and it. But to me, that fifty-five degrees is where I've historically had the best action in the fall for where I fish. And the longer that I can keep it there, and and it might have just been just a crazy fluke that year that I was fishing, like Todd's story was was going off with with all those owl wives and those muskies coming everywhere. I had a good stretch of more than a couple weeks at 55 degrees. Mm-hmm. I, I, and it probably was a combination of stable water, clear water. I was seeing fish. I was catching fish. 
and that just ingrained in my memory. Yeah. Fifty five is the hot time. Yeah. And to go in this in, in this area, mm. and every year, I mean, some years are better than others because I might have sixty five degree water temperature. We get a giant cold hurricane come through. Next thing you know, it's forty eight, and it never rebounds. Mm-hmm. But I can still find fish there. But that's just what that my go to thing. I'm making short casts, working structure really tight. And dancing the gliders around the structure. You have not, a lot of, t- you got, with that glider presentation, you can make that cast longer, work an area longer. Exactly. The cast, like we've said in the past, with the gliders going back and forth, you can make the yeah. cast time wise longer. And you can cover maybe a little bit wider path, but when we're talking, you know, let's just say a two foot. Yeah. Two foot glide, ex- extreme to extreme. Yeah, but um, you, you gotta you gotta make every second count. Yeah, and uh, but that's that's typically what I do. Like in the summer, I won't even touch these spots. Mm. It's just in the fall when it gets there, and yeah, if you could pattern something, I'd say that you could you know trolling's a, a good way to see if that's gonna happen. Depending on how many rods you're allowed to run. In your given area, you're fishing, you know. Throw a big bait out. See what happens. Hit a break, hit a weed edge. Chuck the big bait. Why not? Give it a shot. Let the boat pull it. Yeah, Todd brings up a good good point with, you know, bigger profile. You can see it and they they might be able to feel it a little bit differently. Uh... You know, but I put a big twelve-inch Wiley out today for a little bit. How'd that go? I had that thing running. Nice. I had a nice pristine one. Once. I love those baits. I'm looking at it right now. It's not healing itself. I can tell you that. Downhill. From here. <laughs> it's not even broken in yet. It was pristine. Yeah. It was in my Baker collection. Oh god, you should see some of these ones that Todd had. I mean, the the so, there's I took this... a couple to the tournament. I I grabbed like just a little handful of those eight inches. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Laughing. Look at his face. The one had it had cataracts. It was blind. That's it's terrible. Completely fogged out eyes. Crazy. That's terrible. You know, a paint just it's just a piece of wood. So what 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 do you call that one? Big driftwood, big fish gold. It was it, it was goldy at one point. It was, yeah. it, it, you know, and we, and we figured out that that bait is like the same age as that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That bait is the same age as. How how many times did you have to get that thing doctored up? Oh, it's been. Uh, I got the tail the tail pulled out one time in a tournament up here. Kindergarten and or first grade, depending on when. Yeah. Yeah, whenever it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Test the waters with the bigger bait, you know. What can it hurt? Give it a shot. And, uh, now Todd, I remember a couple years back, you you wrote an article, Muskie Hunter. Mm Mm-hmm. And it... Tell me if tell me if I'm I'm incorrect, but to sum it up was you would try to find the new weed growth, find the green weeds yep. in the fall, and that's generally where you find fish. Yeah, and you know, I, I don't know that that happens throughout the country, but I know on our lake, like right now the, the the weeds are just dead, dying, there's black they're black. Advanced season when it does are trolling. Oh yeah. Big gloves of this yeah, black, yeah. nasty stuff. The whole root's coming up. 
Now the water is going to start clearing as it gets colder. The algae is going to go, and you know, you get a little sun sunlight down there. There's going to be some early wheat growth, and we did that article a couple of years ago, and uh, it, it was like the same month that that article came out that I found some nice nice green weed growth on the one shoreline over here, and uh, you know, it was within days after the article came out. That I went and got the biggest fish that I've ever caught in my entire life that I've ever seen on Chautauqua. Uh, and I caught it doing exactly what the article said that I wrote. <laughs> I was going to say, did you read it to, to, to brush <laughs> yeah, up on it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I proofread it to see if there's any problems. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's something you can start looking to. Uh some like they don't get that algae, and you know maybe the weed just died normally. But uh, here you definitely get that. I mean, there, there's going to be some new weed growth, nice green stuff coming up. And uh, if you can find that, don't there's going to be up. fish in there. Yeah, don't pass Vance, it up. Vance has seen it. Oh yeah. Now, wh- why do you think that is? Little fish like the new weeds, the oxygen or the plankton, and then it just goes the whole food chain. Or yeah, yeah, I just think that it. What happens when that ice comes off and those weeds start growing again early? It just you hit a little window of it again. Yeah. In f- fish, I, I don't think a lot of people look at that fall weed growth thing. I mean, it's something to look at. Yeah. It's something that has caught me a lot of really big fish. Nice green weeds. If you're pulling them up when you're throwing your jerk bait or your spinner or whatever you're throwing, because uh, right now on our lake there's not a lot of that nice green stuff, but it'll come here mid October, and uh, it's definitely worth taking a chance mm-hmm. to fish that a little bit. It got me the biggest fish I've ever caught in my life. Now, didn't wasn't it like the year or two before that you got another big one doing the same thing? I've got a, quite a few big ones doing that, yeah. 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 Yep. There you have it. That is, let's see, we covered the glider. We covered the live bait as best we could. We did the trolling. Big rubber. Don't throw a lot of big rubber, do you? No. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. I mean, I just don't, I just can't, I, I don't do it with my shoulder. Uh, I know Vance doesn't throw a lot of big rubber either, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it's a big profile. It's a big bait. Move, moving some water when you're throwing it. I mean, obviously it works. <laughs> They've been catching them for, you know, they catch a lot of fish on them. Yeah, they, they they catch a lot of fish on them. It doesn't... It's crazy to think about that. You know, uh, St. Clair's a crazy, crazy, crazy lake. And you think yeah. about... We'll go up there and you'll troll little shad baits. And you catch fish on them and you catch big ones and then... You know, but when it comes casting time, and this is in the middle of the summer, and it's probably goes the entire season up there. Um, you know, you're using those pound baits, and they're catching fish on them. That's where I get, you know, I don't know if you have to be lake specific sometimes. Mm-hmm. In a lake like Chautauqua or a lake like Saint Clair, like fudges. The you know the textbooks and stuff, but you know that's why I kind of get I I kind of just get when I'm fishing I'm just like I'm gonna go and do what you know I I like to do and 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 fish this way because it's working. But you know you go up on Saint Clair you're trolling a five inch bait, but they hit the big ones hit that. Then when you're casting, you're throwing a two pound bait you're throwing a pound bait and they hit that so. What more that, or less that doesn't make you know it, it I'll sum it up this it, way it, it, it doesn't make any sense that's the thing yeah it does not make sense why no, it doesn't, doesn't make sense the history <laughs> <You can laughs> history is written by the winners 
And if, like, like I kind of self-admitted, maybe looking back now, my little golden nest egg that I love so much in the fall mm. was just so, ha- like, what happens if I went and explored that and the, they, that year was a dud? Mm. I've had some dud years, just mm. terrible water conditions, and it just never, never played out. I would have never found that. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm, I'm putting this as this is the way to go. So what happens if enough people or maybe a handful of notable people said, I was catching big fish doing it this way. Meanwhile, there could be any bait being thrown at that same time could have been catching those big fish. But the word gets out and it just festers into this. This is what we do at this time. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 that's musky fishing right there. It's, it's chasing, it could, it literally it could be a wild goose chase, a chasing a hot bite that might exist even though, you know, people slit their throats for a color that they think is going to work. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I have yet to, I mean, Todd had that one day with that fire tiger shad bait that mm-hmm. was like, well, there is an exception, but does it prove the rule at that point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. more or less, you know, like other than the fact that I like to work my glider like I was trying to paint this poetic picture of what I'm doing, skipping the leaves. Oh, it took me there. I it, mean, I was, I felt like I was on the creek. Did you? Yeah. Well, okay, so it, it worked. Awesome. Um, but... Realistically, I mean, I, in those same situations, I've had people in the boat catch them on raptors right next to me while I'm throwing stingers. Yeah. And swim baits, and, and you name it. It, it. But that's just a favorite thing that I go back to. And I guess more or less the way I would approach fall is, like Todd said, throw something out if you have a spread like that, but I probably wouldn't change all too dramatically from what I know catches fish in the spring and the summer. Mm-hmm. I, I tend yeah. to not chase those. Well, this is this time you got to use this. This is this that. Yeah. Now I probably won't be if I were fishing more. I probably wouldn't be pulling twelve inch baits in the spring. Yeah. But I'd still be pulling my normal stuff in the summer and maybe put a couple rod or two to smaller. But when I bank yank a lot, I've had February days where I'd go to the creek and I'd be out there ripping raptors. And bang two fish. Mm. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. It was just last week. This was frozen. I couldn't do nothing. Yeah. So how warm is that water? That water isn't 40 degrees, yeah. but it's above 32. Yeah. I would say for fall fishing, prep yourself for maybe a little bit different spots to fish, but work with what you know. I mean, if, if you want to throw spinners because that's your go-to, go for it. Yeah. You know, develop a pattern you know develop a pattern on your own you know that's how this stuff works you know? if uh oh i'm trying to think of the saying i'm trying to be mr catchphrase today if you fish the same as everyone else you're going to catch this, the fish everyone else catches or something like that yeah yeah you know obviously just you know we have a lot of success with the raptor. If you're out there throwing the raptor, you might not be doing it the same way as us, so I probably wouldn't expect the same results. Who knows? I mean, it could be better or for worse. I mean, I, I don't know, but... Um, spots, you know, getting the spots down, finding fish that way is... is, is 80% I would, I would, of it. I mean, yeah, you got you got to concentrate on that. you you find you got to find something that looks fishy first and then worry about your presentation you know so in that case when people are going out fishing here and there i wouldn't dig into the big 12 inch crankbaits all of a sudden or the giant rubbers all of a sudden i would go with what you can explore with and are comfortable with using and then maybe you know experiment from well, there what would the point be is if you throw a giant bait that wears you out in the first couple hours so then you don't fish the last couple hours effectively. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't pay off. Yeah. You fish all day, it's not gonna pay off. You're crazy. Right. If you're you're a spinner guy or something like that and you're burning weeds all of a sudden, you, you know, and then it's like, oh it's the fall. 
Oh crap! I gotta grab my Plano box that you know weighs twenty pounds because that's where all these these rubbers mm-hmm. are sitting. And you're chucking it out there, and you you're a spinner guy, or you're using another bait. You like ten casts into it, you don't even know if you're working it right. Yeah, you, you know, you don't know how fast it sinks or something like that. You know, I, I you know I, I think it's the same throughout the whole season. The guys are just catching them under confidence baits. I don't think you need to really make any big change. This is we're talking about. I mean, look at this tournament they just had. There were fish caught on top waters. There were fish caught on 10-inch trolling baits. There were fish ca- caught on, lots of fish caught on rubber, the big rubbers, small small rubber baits. Small shad. Jerk, jerk baits, shad yeah. baits. Yeah, small That's how the tournament baits. just went up there. They were caught around the board. You know, like I don't think on what they were using. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the musky the musky goes, you know, is feeling the season out, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Well, there's the six inch perch, and there's the four inch bluegill. Where's the walleye now?" Yeah, yeah. Where's I the? Don't think they where's do that the big? Where's the big carp? Where's that big brownie down there? You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you know. Have fun. Time to eat. You guys, yeah, they're gonna eat whatever. You know. It's not like they, you know, they, they just ran a marathon and they're like, okay, instead of, you know, getting the eight ounce filet, I'm going to go for the T-bone. No, I, th- I th- think they're just, 40 they're, ounce eat, you know, they're, they're eating, you know, so go with your confidence, find some fishy spots, fish with confidence, and then you can dabble and play with stuff that, you know, is, you know, it just makes stuff interesting, you know. Giant trolling, oh. yeah. trolling you can yeah trolling you can you can play page and you can just take a chance or take whatever you is your chance yeah or you keep we kind of lost Todd there I think but we did lose Todd let me uh we just hit a dead spot there maybe Todd, are you there? I'm good. Okay. Well, we lost Todd. We did lose Todd. That hasn't happened in a while. That has not happened in a while. But at the new studio, I'm sure. Oh gosh, I don't want to get into the get into some of the stuff with my last couple of weeks have been very stressful with different uh, public utilities and <laughs> all this stuff like that. But. Moving out in the boonies, we're gonna get good set reception out there and make it specific for this podcast. So we we got to do some stuff, but we're we're about an hour into this. We'll we'll just wrap this one up with Todd being dropped. I don't know why, but he's not here. So yeah. you're you're gonna have to do you have to do Todd's plugs. Yeah, that's fine. Can you do it? Yeah, do it. Oh, you got a big smile. Want to want to want to hit him up now? We might as well. We'll we'll save the gear review. I don't. That's fall fishing. Go out there with confidence. You know. Keep I hammering. Fi- I fish the same way. When I find a, when I find a spot that looks fishy, I I start to dabble into some other things. You know, find the fishy spot first, then experiment with your big stuff. Have some fun. That's what it's all about. And if it works, you feel like a genius. You know. If it don't, I would not scrap the routine yeah. to try something else. Yeah. You're going to catch muskies on what you fish with. That's what it comes down to. You know. Yep. But. So, alright. That was a good conclusion right there. Uh, thanks for listening. Please promote our sponsors. Baker Bates. You can find him at Team Rhino. You can find him on Facebook. Track him down. He makes some incredible baits. Thank you for your support, Zach. Fatty Z Muskie Products, fattyzmuskie.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Vance, hit the plugs up for Todd, who's MIA. Yeah, uh, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. We got some October dates open. Give us a call, uh, mcfishnguides.com. You go out with Todd. Uh, You can go out with myself. Who would you go with? If you weren't you... In the fall... And now, now this is the thing. Would you, 
Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd go with Todd in the fall for sure. He's got that. What nice happens if someone's shot. like, I don't want Vance now, I want Todd? Well, you're getting too, you know. Are you saying the tiller's cold? Yeah, it's freezing. There was times on that lake when I, I had to stop. I, I'm not afraid to admit, admit that. I was buzzing down at 50 mile an hour in like a 30 degree day. I was just like, this is not tight. I had to get a, a driving glove hand and the other one I stick in the pocket, you know. You had to put a glove on. I had to put a glove on, man. I mean, it's freezing. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, it's freezing. It's freezing. Okay. Okay. I'll let that one slide because you said it's freezing. It's freezing. Your hands Yuck. crack, everything. It's crazy out there. But, you know, Yuck. you got to man up sometimes and fish out of a tiller. So. And wear a glove. And wear a glove. Okay. All right. St. Croix rods. Best on earth. Well... Thanks for listening. Good luck fishing. And uh, keep the emails coming. We like to hear from you guys. Thank you.